Welcome back, my friends, to the sweet spot where IT leaders share the insight with other leaders and others that want to lead. My name is Carlos Vargas, and as in every week, I have my two co-hosts, Howard Houghton and Paul Lewis. Hey there. Hey, guys. Hey, Carlos. How are you? Very good. New location, uh, Paul? Or Howard? My location yes. has not changed. I am in Atlanta this week. Hotlanta. So, Georgia. You got in a or... plane. I did. I did. I got on a plane. I flew halfway across the country. It uh, it took off safe. We all wore our masks. It was lovely. I was in I was in steerage. You didn't get upgraded. I did not get upgraded. Oh. I did not. I was fourth on the list. There were three non-purchased first-class seats. I did not get upgraded. Oh, so close. I'm upgraded on the way back though. Oh, nice. That's good. Always feels good to get that upgrade, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's that moment. Especially the last minute, it's even better. It feels free. Oh, I'm last minute is the, the absolute best is when they find you sitting on the plane. Oh, yeah. Yes. Brilliant. Right? And they're like, Mr. So-and-so, uh, I'm sorry, you're in the wrong seat. And you're like, oh, wow, really? This is what my ticket says. No, sir, we've upgraded you. Please come this way. <laughs> That's right. And everybody around you has that moment of, of jealousy where they're like, oh, this person got upgraded. Oh, I wish that was me. And you're like, Exactly. Oh. I read a review of the new JetBlue Mint Um uh, business class, uh, which is pretty fantastic. They have like a tapas menu. So you pick like three of five of your entrees. Um, and then they have both iced and hot cappuccinos and lattes. Like, oh, that's, wow. pretty, that's fancy. Not enough to get me to, to switch because they don't no, really. go everywhere I want to go. But... <laughs> it would have to be a free jet blue flight and a short one. Right. <laughs> I'm not about to not get my points for that. So yep, then, my travel is going to increase, which I'm also excited about. I'm going to do domestically, but both. I'm going to do the world. Tour. We're going to start domestically because international is not really open yet. Right. So we're going to do all the um, all the our manufacturing and warehousing locations, and going to do a the grand tour of of our global operations. Nice. And Canada is on the list. So once Canada opens, and I can get there, and yep. uh, then we're going up there. in Canada. It's a big country. Toronto, uh, Toronto and Vancouver. <laughs> Toronto, and Vancouver. It, Montreal, Vancouver would be better, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I like Toronto. What's wrong with Toronto? Uh, like, like if we were to rank cities, it would be Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto. Like in terms of, oh, I see, I see. I, see. I did like Calgary. I thought Calgary level was, of awesomeness. Yeah, it was the, it was uh, Denver, where instead of instead of uh, yeehaw, they say sorry. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. So no oh, travel for you, Paul. No, uh, well, their border's still closed until June 20th, but then I'll have some decent travel in the fall. My fall is going to be decent. I'm going to go to India. I'll probably do it in Australia. Um, and then through whatever domestically slash transborder I'll do. That, that, that looks to be similar to me for September to December. Probably if they open, uh, we're going to be going Europe. Uh, Australia that I never been there. Uh, the guys are asking, when are you coming? They already started to do local meetups and working with the partners. So like, yeah, when are you coming? Like, so we should be there soon. Good. Australia's on the list. Uh, the Netherlands is on the list. It's a it's a it's a good sized list. Hopefully we can make it work. Excellent. Hopefully approval approval doesn't change. That, that's going to be the big one. And then conference season starting. Right. So the first conference I'll be at should be a black hat. 
Um, and then, you know, for those who, who uh, haven't paying attention, Paul and I also do some analyst work uh, and there's some, some demand for us to be at conferences. So yep. that's, that information and schedule is starting to come, come together. So, Hey, listeners, if you want to see us at a conference, throw it in the conference, throw it in the comments. We'll, uh, we'll meet up. Yep. All seven of you. <laughs> September going to be funnel hacking live. So I'll be there. Um, so talking about conferences, talking about connecting with people outside the four walls of your office or your home, we're looking at how we communicate, let's call it our value prop, how we communicate what we do outside social media interaction. You just said communicating, connecting with the audience. And I think that was an interesting topic that I think that from the dark ages, initially we mentioned something. I don't know if you remember, I was thinking we talk a little bit about social media, but as tech leaders, we have a jam packed schedule of meetings every day. Mm -hmm. How should a leader spend some of its time communicating outside? What mediums, what should they do to work on that? And should they look for help? Because let's be honest, not everyone have all the skills but probably everyone should look to communicate and to pass on what they have learned. Do you agree? Do you disagree? So I'd like to quantify it just a little bit. Okay. I did no, almost no social media before 2017, professional social media before 2017. Oh yeah, you did tons of personal. <laughs> As Paul pointed out during my interview process. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was the first time somebody went, um, hey, you should make your profile private. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm I'm pretty careful what I say. I'm not I'm not like mean. What what happened? And he goes, Well, you're a little political and you tend to get into we'll call them discussions with people in the comments. I'm like, who are you talking about? And he gave me the names and I'm like, we're friends. He's like, I know that, and you know that. Not everybody else understands that. <laughs> right. so that's all I did pre-2017. So let's quantify the difference. And I, and, and I really have to say, it's my social media profile. It is between two and two and a half X what I made previously. Hmm. Nice. In a very short period of time. So 20, well, 2017, early 2017 to early 2021, four years, two and a half X. Not 20%, not 40%. 250 percent mm. and i have to say it is due to raising my profile on social media and i am continually and constantly hard head hunted for positions i couldn't have even heard about in 2017 hard head hunted right last week i got a job offer written offer as cio of a legal services startup law enforcement software startup Right. Nice. That stuff happens all the time. And it is solely because of my social media profile, uh, my professional social media profile, not, not Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Although Twitter has some, some professional value. So what's the, what's the breadth of your social deployment? Like what sites? Uh, okay. how frequently are you posting and what kind LinkedIn, of things do you post? LinkedIn and LinkedIn. 
Um, the, the, the reality is what I should be doing is using something like Hootsuite or something like that, a social media tool, posting to there and then letting that manage all of my posts. And I had something, but uh, I'm, I'm lazy, which is why I didn't actually have social media before 2017, <laughs> right? But I will say the important part from my perspective is post a minimum of once or twice a month. And all of your posts should be positive, hmm. right? Even if you comment on someone else's post and say, no, I think you're wrong, make sure that there's some nuance. And, and I've had people flat out say, the reason I reached out is because of because of your nuanced reply to this person's question. Right. It's about participation and participating in a way that helps grow and build, not demean or tear down. Right. So how you act on LinkedIn, I'll use that as an example, people see as a reflection of how you will act with a team, how you will act in the office, how you will treat people. Right. And so I don't put a ton of thought into it, really. And I don't really have a plan. Um, I just kind of go, how would I respond to this if it was someone in my office asking this question? This is how I would respond or reply. And so I put that reply. Right. You still maintain a personal social set of profiles. Yes. Uh, I mean, I still have Facebook, but even my Facebook, like if you were to go check my Facebook, I post almost 100% political. So maybe 90% political, 10% is a reply to someone else that's still either political or a joke. And I don't really do anything else, right? Every so often I'll post something personal. Right. right? Um, Some picture with the, with the family. No, I don't. No? My wife posts all that. My wife is extremely prolific on social media. And so she'll sometimes tag me and I'll put a comment on there. But no, I don't. I'm not a fan, really, um, and Facebook is just uh, an echo chamber, mm. and so every now and again, I like to throw something in the echo chamber that that doesn't fit, see if I can get a response, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And, you know. uh, I have Facebook. I don't use Facebook with the exclusive reason of uh, married ambassador status, so there's a married ambassador group. And I subscribe to that group and that group tells me what all the best Marriott's are. Cause there's, you know, in depth, it's either I'm about to go to the city, which hotel should I go to? Or I just went to this hotel and here's what I thought of it. Right. It's pretty, pretty substantial. That's where I do a good portion of my, Hey, where should I go research? Uh, but as you know, I've, I've exactly zero personal social. I curate all of my social to be professional. It's almost exclusively LinkedIn and Twitter. I keep it live on my side at all points, mostly because I have 10,000 followers. So I have to, I'm constantly seeing new changes. Some things are interesting, most are not. And of the things that I see, I either will reach, read, or comment. Um, And then I also make it a point that on a relatively frequent basis to post something new, whether it be a uh, a podcast or a blog or an article, something that is not just a retweet of somebody else. I am very, very careful on how I curate that information. 
Um, I very rarely have an opinion that's not a professional opinion, even though I do have lots of perspectives and opinions. Um, not that I'm against having a personal one. I just think that's a lot more work that I'm unwilling to put into. <laughs> and I agree, it has had substantial benefits. And I've had this kind of social since 2012. Um, so it's been, give or take, about 10 years. And it has led to not only substantial roles, but you know, five different board positions. Uh, so um, like I get to see, I am open to lots of different conversations and they see that through the profile. Yeah. Had it not been for LinkedIn and Twitter, I would not be who I am now. So that, that's really interesting because I have a completely different approach. Um, my biggest social network for interaction is Facebook. Mm. And a lot of the business and connections from business of the area has been coming through Facebook groups, uh, Facebook live videos, uh, then Instagram. And I have my LinkedIn, but I was not curating it like, like you guys have been doing it. And I start switching it to be a little bit more intentional in LinkedIn because then LinkedIn start limiting some features if you were not very big. And to give an example, mm -hmm. I can have videos with thousands of views on any other platform, but they will not enable LinkedIn Live unless that you're constantly posting videos right. to their platform. So looking at that, I start looking at different options and, and interacting, like, like Howard mentioned. I was looking at Howard's profile and started looking into sometimes like just say hi to someone that they got an anniversary or stuff like that. And I started leveraging some AI that will help me uh, with that. And it's very interesting, the feedback that you start getting from people looking at your profile, inviting you to different things. Um, so thinking about that, you guys mentioned that you're investing time. Uh, you're looking at what you're doing. How do you get the content that you're going to share? Do you take what your company is doing? Do you get something that is interesting to you related to the position? Um, do That's you take it for question. a pen? That's an excellent question. How do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? So Paul re reposts a lot of stuff because he's one of the few people that I I'm on LinkedIn often enough to see most of what I what I, I think most of what you post, Paul. Um, almost everything I post, I write. Hmm. Like I'll sure. repost some stuff, but my rule on reposting, and and it's it, it's fairly firm, um, is I don't want to repost unless I have something to say. Hmm. Right. So. If somebody posts something and I think it's really good, I'll, I'll try to find even just three sentences, two sentences, right? On why I think this is valuable, why I think this is important, why I think you should read it, um, how it, you know, what thought did it create in me? Um, so that so that everything I post is additive, right? The rule is everything needs to be additive. Every now and again, I won't have time or I won't be able to put the words together and I don't wanna, you know, I got something else I have to get, get to do. So then I'll click. I'll, I'll just repost it because I do. I do think it's worth kind of spreading. 
Um, but I really try to avoid not having an opinion, not having, you know, not adding that thought. Um, so that's kind of, if that answers your question, right? Kind of everything I post is my own stuff. Um, I'm trying to increase my, the time I spend in an average week writing mm. so that I can start posting a lot more kind of blog content, right? So it's, so I've got a lot more log, long form content um, and it's coming. I will say it's coming. I agree with that philosophically. I mostly don't have time uh, to comment on what I repost because a good portion of what I repost is, I don't want to use the word obligation, but it's part of my role to be the face of the organization and therefore any of the publications of the face of the organization that I want to push through my channels, right? So upcoming event through my company, I get to post that. Uh, interesting blog series from my company, I will post it. I like to keep the original post to a complete original article, you know, five to a thousand words on some interesting perspective versus two or three sentences of an interesting perspective. Mostly because I think, um, I'm not sure I can get nuance in two or three sentences that I think I can get out of a thousand words. Yeah, not to say that it's not possible because you clearly do it all the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I could think through a topic enough or at least to be appreciably different than others um, in, a, in a short sentence. Um, and there's things that I post as being part of the, you know, executive in the organization. Uh, there are, uh, oftentimes I'll post two or three sentences, one, because I don't have a ton of time. Right. Um, and a thought hits me. But two, I find a lot of those I get more comments on. Mm. True. Right? There's a lot of times where I'll post two things on, two sentences on leadership or, or one sentence on leadership. Right. Or I'll post someone's quote and then my comment right below their quote. Right. Um, right. on, and I find I, I get traffic on that. And what I'm trying to do is engage people in a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and really that's the, about the only way that I can keep some constant con con content. Um, and I will say some of those, those um, comments are the reasons we get a listener or two. We, mm. cause they'll look through my thing and then they'll, they'll be like, Oh, that's interesting. I like what you said there. And then they scroll and they're like, hey, I found you, I found your podcast. Right? I'll get a message. Hey, I found your podcast. I'm listening to your podcast because of this thing that you said on LinkedIn. I think I'm making a following mistake. So I think I follow too many people and therefore I have too much in my feed and therefore it's very noisy. Uh, so I, I tend to do things quickly as I see them because I knew they're going away in the next five minutes if I were to relook again. Sure. I think I might need to recurate that and bring it down to, you know, a hundred versus <laughs> thousands. Uh, and I think that might be an easier process of making decisions. Yeah, making that decision is important. Um, when I work with someone, because like you said, your feed on any platform get yeah. too crowded. And normally you're going to get recency and people are posting two, three, four times a day. And like sometimes you see, it just disappeared. On Facebook, you can get it a little bit more. On Instagram, you may see a little more, but in LinkedIn, that feed just... Yeah, it's, it runs through, yeah. If you're not careful, you're not gonna see it. Yeah, so, if you're not careful, you're not even gonna be able to read it. Right. right? I, that's happened to me a few times on LinkedIn, right? I'll click on something, the app will refresh, and then that thing is gone, and I could never find it again. Right, oh yeah, it's so, who knows where it is, because you don't even remember the words to look for. 
So what advice do we have to those kind of starting out? So I will start with the idea of, you mentioned something once a month. I will say once a week and pick a day that let's say that if you have a team and you will normally on a Monday to your internal team, you will give them a word, you have a meeting or something. Think about an extended team outside of the four walls. And what can you share with them that will ignite their day? To give you an example, I have a separate podcast every Tuesday at three o'clock that is like drinking coffee with friends. Uh, and it's called Coffee with Carlos. And it's because I have another friend that is Carlos and we get together every Tuesday and we're doing it that way. And we try to sit down and like, if we were meeting with someone and drinking coffee, what I would like to share that, that week to give them a little bit of something. Could be an encouragement, could be something from your position, but take at least one day and communicate something from you. And I think like, like Howard and Paul, you guys mentioned, engaging on the conversation, try to see how to have that conversation instead of an argument. I think that mm -hmm. you hit it on the, on the head, uh, Howard, having the conversation is what enable a leader to grow. So I'll start there. All right, Paul. I agree that uh, adding incremental content is far better than having a debate. Uh, you know, debates have its place. There is value if you're up on stage and you're on a panel, there is value in saying, I have a different opinion. Um, it's not necessarily 180 degrees, but at least I, I perceive this problem differently and therefore I would solve this problem differently. Versus having a conversation like this, it's less about um, what's right and what's wrong. It's more about what I've done versus what you've done versus what she's done, right? All together is incremental to the conversation. Here are three different good um, perspectives on this topic versus a, a good perspective and a bad perspective, right? Or an angry perspective. It doesn't, it, it might be entertaining in the entertaining class, but it's not entertaining from a business perspective. It's not helping you grow as an individual. It's not helping you uh, have a 360-degree view of a topic. It's not helping you discover answers to problems you didn't even know was a problem, right? So that's that should be the goal is to say, if I were anybody in this audience, here's lots of different perspectives and a lot of different you know points of view. So, so I have two things I want to talk about. The first one is um, the number one thing you should do when you get started on LinkedIn is make sure your profile is complete. Mm. Right. Uh, and frankly, um, don't worry about the, the detail level underneath each job that you put, make sure your jobs are in there, your roles are in there, your places you, you, you know, your education, that sort of stuff is in there. Um, although I don't, you know, after 10 years, I don't think that's nearly as important. Um, make sure the description of you is accurate. You have a photo. Right? Um, make sure that stuff is there because the goal is to increase your professional profile. Your professional profile is not the words you type. It is in fact who you are. It's your CV. So make sure the CV portion is complete. Okay. Once that's done, um, nuance and perspective is what you're trying to bring to LinkedIn. Right? So, so I kind of disagree on the comments because I've found those to be 
a, a fantastic way to engage new people and, and, and kind of get your, your view out there, especially when you're starting, right? If you follow someone that's got 100,000 followers, um, whatever they post is going to be extremely more visible than whatever you post. So if you're going to comment, add perspective, discuss nuance, always positive, mm -hmm. right? I think, I think what you wrote is good. I think it misses this, this nuanced component that I do think is important and it's important to me and here's why. And here's right. my perspective on that nuanced component. Right. Positive only, right? Positive only. You're advertising and marketing yourself. Do it in a positive light. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. If you don't have anything good to say, go say it on Facebook. <laughs> right. right. And that's definitely a professional career opinion. If you're a politician, you might choose an alternative practice. For, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Right. Um, you work better the other way. For sure. For sure. I, and I've engaged politicians on LinkedIn. Right. Right. Politicians that I didn't agree with, I've engaged on LinkedIn. Um, I found them on Facebook and then I ran across them again on LinkedIn. Um, I had a conversation with someone who was running for Baltimore. She's running for Senate for one of the districts that is in Baltimore or the whole city of Baltimore was the district. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't agree with what she had posted. And yet I hit her up on LinkedIn and we had a whole conversation and, and um, like the difference between the two, I think is, What's posted on Facebook, especially if you're a politician, is much more um, marketing focused, right? Much more campaign focused versus finding finding that same person on LinkedIn allowed me to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation um, and recognize that regardless of whether we agree or not, there's still a human being there and we can have a more nuanced conversation. And we did in fact have a nuanced conversation, nice. right? But it only works because you have to view LinkedIn as your professional network. Hmm. Um, and I have found people who don't uh, kind of that's where brutal comments come from, right? People that otherwise may not post anything negative or all of a sudden like, Hey, I don't think you understand the purpose of LinkedIn <laughs> that stuff over to Facebook. Cause it's not, it's not where we're at. Right. Have you received those comments? I've been in a situation where I've posted, you know, a long thousand word diatribe on a particular technology. Like there's nothing political about it. Right. It's it's this is what I think the definition of cloud, something like that. Right. Sure. And there will be comments like um, either either so prescriptive as to be, you know, wiki entries or just diametrically opposed to the definition that they're hurtful in many ways right? to say, you know, you you clearly have no understanding of anything in the right type of the comments. Oh, no. No, no, I've had people that are like, no, I, I disagree with you. Right. Right. And I'm like, cool, let's talk about why you disagree. And I'll engage them in conversation in as much as they're willing to engage. Right. Uh, I, I will say again, right, if you're commenting on someone that has more followers than you, stay engaged. Right. Right. I don't have notifications turned on for a lot of stuff on my phone. LinkedIn, I have notifications turned on. Right. I follow up with it all the time. I'm engaged with LinkedIn on a daily basis, many times a day, mm -hmm. right? I've had to block commentators. <laughs> that's, that's happening. Oh, what are you, what, what are you writing about? The people are getting so <laughs> that's controversial. That's the weird part. 
cloud i thought that clouds were blue i i have found that a good portion of the negative commentators are deep practitioners, right? So I'll have a, a so I'll take cloud as an example. Here's my definition of cloud. Here's what I think it really means. Here's the value. And then it will be a, um, you know, 30 year cloud developer, right? They're, they're, a, they're a Python programmer and this is what they really think. And everything I've said is too superficial. And how come you don't get, you know, the code reference I'm about to refer to like that. It's just like hard grained, I thought you were a technologist. I thought you were a CTO. How come you don't understand this one little thing? Here's a snippet of what I'm talking about. I was like, dude. I know exactly why you have that problem though. Right. It's the lack of a beard. Possibly. Right? Possibly. It's the same thing that happens. You step up on stage. Like if you and I go to speak at the same conference at the same thing, you right. step up on stage, you're in a tailored suit, you're clean shaven, you look like management and then you talk and everybody's like, oh, this is a sales conversation. And then I step up, up on stage before I even open my mouth. They're like, oh, it's an engineer. <laughs> Doesn't that put a lot more pressure on you though? Like uh, for me, they, they could enough. choose not to believe what I say. You have to actually be accurate in that. That's true. <laughs> but but I, I also, and, and, and it might sound silly, but I do think that might be a reason why I don't get those comments. Mm. Right. And I post they, they already believe you because of the change. Right. So th there's different ways of proving your expertise. And like you mentioned, deep technologists tend to go into a lot of the facts. And mm -hmm. when, when I seen both of your writings, I can see both sides. Like Howard, when he writes or talk, he come more from the direct, the statistical type point of view that, a, like you said, a, a deep Python practitioner may automatically just give him the benefit of the doubt because he started that way. And it's not that right. his content versus yours is more valuable. I can see your side when you go and, and it's more on the the connection to the person on the other side. So it's very mm -hmm. interesting to see both of them when it connect to um, how do you guys respond to after you have posted something good, then you get that private message with the whole spiel about buy my product and how I'm going to help your company to do something without, oh, just the connection and right away that goes after. So that, that's 90% of my connections, at least in the last two years. It's 90% of mine as well. And, and I'll tell you what I do. And then Paul can go, because I'm, I'm sure we have different views on this. I read every single one of them. I may then research the company. And then I make a decision every single time. 99.5% of the time, my response is no, thank you. A couple times my response has been no thank you and they continue and then I contact the CEO and I say um, what the hell is wrong with this person no means no. I do everything with the exception of the last one. I absolutely read everyone that that is not in fact if they send an attachment with the document it's much more likely to get me to read it versus clicking out a link to go to some other thing right. Um, I like the attachment LinkedIn because then I can see it live right I can say is this something that makes sense to me and I will absolutely answer them. 
right? Positive related, negative, mostly negative. Uh, but the second, the third, the fourth push, then I just ignore them. I don't escalate to the CEO. <laughs> so it does. I, I don't have that time or energy, or I just don't want to. I don't mind. Some of them have been very pushy. Right. Right. Like I said, no, why are you still asking me for a meeting? I don't mind the ones where you say no. And they're like, cool. I hope we can work together in the future. Yeah, sure. Uh, we're going to reach out and be like, Hey, I just posted something in my blog. You might find interesting those. I, I don't mind those at all. I, I actually enjoy those. Right. Some, there are, there are some people that I've said no to that have decided to have a personal conversation and I've actually turned around and met them. I, I don't buy from them, but I've turned around and met them. Right. Uh, and we carry on a personal conversation. Some actually have turned into viewers of this podcast. Um, and those are fantastic. And I really look forward to those. And that doesn't mean like, I don't eliminate them generally because just because I can't utilize it today doesn't mean I won't utilize it in the future. Just because we can't work together today doesn't mean we can't work together in the future. And as, as incestuous as this, as this industry is, everybody moves around in circles. And so I find the relationships often to be valuable, right? There's been several times where someone's moved to a new company and they're like, hey, the last time I reached out, I was with this company. I'm now with this company. This is our value prop. Would you be interested in having a conversation? And I'm like, actually, that one I like. Let's do that. It's funny, the, the small tweak makes a massive difference. If they were to, instead of just doing a random connection and then a, a standard paragraph of here, here's who I am and here's what we do. If all they did was look at three or four past um, posts that I had and actually comment on those posts in that message to me to say, hey, I saw that article on X. That was an interesting perspective. My perspective is why, right. would you like to learn more? I immediately would say yes and immediately would engage. Yep. <laughs> like that's a relatively small change to just the standard paragraph. And you're much more likely to get me engaged. For sure, for yeah. sure. 100% of the time I'll take it if you're like, hey, I read this thing that you wrote, I thought it yeah. was interesting. Or hey, I watched an episode of your podcast and I thought it was interesting. Right. And I'd really like to discuss the nuance of this particular thing or you know, um, whatever. Right. We've solved this in our organization. Right. Um, that couldn't I be simpler. Say, <laughs> I will say failure to engage your your response, people who comment, your commenters, yeah. um, is a great way to get me to not follow you and lose respect for you. Hmm. Right. Someone posted, hey, we're at a company. We do this great thing. We built a document around it. I said, cool. Do you get a template or something to share? And yeah. then 15 people re replied to me going, yeah, I would like it too. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, anything you could share. Right. No engagement whatsoever. And I'm like, if that's what you're going to come, come and like post, I'm amazing. I'm wonderful. We did this thing that I've never seen done before. And you're not willing to share, go away. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You're not helping the community. You're not helping the world. You're not actually making it a better place. And when you start off by saying, I've made it a better place. Right. Come on. Right. Especially when you're not asking for the actual intellectual property, right? Don't give me the, the patent. I, I just right. give me the document. And template you right. right. Just, and I don't care if you're like, no, we considered intellectual property, but we did these things. Here's an outline. Right. Sweet. That's awesome. Or a sample. Here's a sample. Okay. Outlet. Great. I'm happy okay. with that sample. Here's a, a para Here's the opening paragraph, right? Here's the thought process. Here's like, right. especially when it's something like that, where you have a thousand people commenting the same thing and you're like, okay, I can at least see there's demand for me to move into thought leadership on this topic. Let's, let's do something, mm -hmm. right? But if all you're doing is just self-aggrandizing, go away. I, I don't have any interest in that. Right. right. So, so I think that before we finish today, one of the 
most challenging things of this whole process is that people might think that it takes too long or that it's too much effort to create the content. Hmm. Because they may think that they had to write a novel for a blog post or for an image or for a share. I just wanna open it. Which one is your preferred method of creating the content that you're gonna share? Do you like to, let's say, record yourself and then transcribe it or listen it to it? Let's say you're on the car and you got a thought, you record yourself, you write, you record a video that, that our audience can say, oh yeah, I, I like that. That may be an option for me. Let, let's see which one I'll start and then I'll close that. Uh, I like when um, Howard ends, so I'll start. Uh, <laughs> so all of my thoughts uh, conceived or ill-conceived or Ill are written in a digital notebook. So in my phone, in my notepad is sentence after sentence after sentence of ridiculous or interesting perspectives. <laughs> and I use those as the basis of almost everything that I read. Sometimes it's the basis of our podcast topics. Sometimes it's the basis of a blog. Sometimes it's the basis of how I'd actually answer a question in an interview. Sometimes it's the basis of a deck that I would produce. It becomes my point of views and perspectives, my unique take on whatever topic happens to be important, or just ridiculous statements that I might use as funny lines during a podcast. <laughs> it's all part of that. But I, I maintain that throughout my day on the walks, coming out of the shower, waking up at night, I, I add to that list. So 150% what Paul said. Hmm. You must have a notebook of some sort, digital, physical, whatever works for you, write, you know, carry a pen right on your arm. I don't care what, what works. Gather it all together into some central location and then build from there. Personally, I use Evernote as my kind of record of authority for those things, just because years ago I put stuff in there and years ago I synced it across all my devices. No particular love for them over anything else. Right? Um, but I'll grab a quote that inspired me and throw it in there mm -hmm. because that quote can spark an entire opinion piece. But when it comes to LinkedIn and getting started, repost other people's stuff, add your perspective. Mm. You can do it in two lines. It's easy. It's quick. It's traffic, right? It's, it's content. You want content on your page. That's right. why people follow you, right? Um, pay attention to the, the who I am line on your Facebook profile, because that gets attached to every post you make. Mm -hmm. So make sure that it's not, you know, I'm, I work help desk at Dell. Is that really who you are? Like post something about who you are and who you want to be. Mm -hmm. right? It can totally be, hey, I started in IT last week, but I'm going to post future CIO. Right. I, I would be fine with that. I would, I would accept a connection from someone that that was their line. Right. I know I'm 20 years away. I'm going to be a future CIO. That's my target. That's my goal. That's, that's where I see myself in, in 10 years. I'm cool with that. Right. And remember that that changes to your profile create automatic notifications. Correct. Right. So tweak your profile every so often too. Right. Correct. Add a little bit to your uh, to your opening statement. Maybe add a link to something you've done. All of that was go right to the top of notifications, especially in LinkedIn. 
especially since LinkedIn notifications are different than your feed. And so there's value in maintaining both of those. All right. So you've got your profile set, you've got your tagline set, you've got a decent picture that looks semi-professional set. You've created a little bit of content, right? Maybe five posts. Now grow your network, mm -hmm. right? The best way I've seen to grow your network is pick the title that's just above you, right? So if you're a manager, pick director, mm -hmm. look for peers and friend every one of them, right? So if you work at Verizon and your manager technical services at Verizon, look yeah. for directors at every other telecom and those that work in the telecom space and friend every one of them, right? Because right? the chances are they're likely to accept it even if it's just a couple. Sure. Then you do it again, right? If you if there's a company that you like, follow the person running the company. If there's if you see hey there's a CTO that keeps posting to to that replying to that person's thing, click connect. Right. Yep. And if there if there's someone way outside your circle, just write a little message. Hey, I thought what you wrote there was really smart. Do you mind if we connect? Right. Guess I'd what? Like to see more of it. Right. And it's likely in all of that that you'll find a mentor, that you'll find a connection that matters, that you'll find your next employer, mm -hmm. right? Or you'll find someone that'll give you a reference for your next employer. But you do have to work it, any other decent program. It's not hard. Well, this being a jam-packed episode, my friends, how to get outside the four walls of your office, your house, or probably your bedroom so you can connect with <laughs> others through social media. My friends, make sure that you subscribe, you share, and we'll see you on our next episode.